abide here forever. In your presence, we are never rejected. We're never alone. We're never rejected. We can always come back to you, Jesus. Thank you for your love, Father. Blessed be your name, O oh God. Thank you for coming to bless us this morning. Thank you for your presence. Thank you because it's going to lift and to follow us home. In the name of Jesus. I will remember always that you're God with us. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are worshipped. Amen. Glory to Jesus. person that is vexing you. Is there anybody vexing you? Oh, you are going to greet the person. You are shy of you. If anybody is vexing you, just go and greet the person. But not, not, not the person on the head. <laughs> I say, stop vexing me. Yeah, end it here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Papi, thank you for helping us this morning. Thank you for the opportunity again and again. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, two weeks ago, we were looking at, um, I think, Psalms 51. Um, um, I'm asked to continue my thoughts, so I'll just, <laughs> I'll just continue. The thing is, yesterday I was pressing break for pizza. So if you were here yesterday... <laughs> You can just as well um, enjoy the. Uh, it's not it's not a continuation; it's repetition. <laughs> if you are in Saturday church, the first service, you can just enjoy the repetition. And if you are not here, well, good for you. You know, it's not tedious for us to repeat again and again these things because they are important to God. And until you repeat it again and again, then it sits well, right? Then after we repeat it, then you go home. And then study it and look into it. And then you pray with it, right? That's how it works. It's not a one-off thing, right? It's not one-off. It's never one-off. Especially when you discuss, you know, Pizak brought a lot of weight yesterday. It was so much. I could not even stand up on my seat for a while. I was trying to play, but the thing did not really work like that. <laughs> it was so much weight. Things are the core of the Father. When it comes like that, you just have to receive it sometimes with soberness and then the joy of the Lord, right? Praise God. Please, just don't listen to that message once. Listen to it over and over and over again. I'm telling you, when I was in the university, we, we had a huge revival. Sometimes I look back and look back at everyone who was in that revival, and sometimes it's, it's not everybody that is standing. I'm just here by the mercy of the Lord. Not that I did anything special. When another revival, just put a little work to it. Just try. Put a little work to it. Don't let it go. The violence takes by force. These things can be slippery. You think you have head, but actually you have not really had. The communications of the Father are spirit in our life. So sometimes you have to engage it by your spirit. So let's see uh, um, the anchor scripture last two weeks. That's 51. So yeah, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and a contrite heart. This, oh God, you will not despise. And, you know, I tried to break it down last two weeks. I, I'm just going to repeat a little bit then take it further. 
right? So I try to say that, you know, first of all, we're talking about the, ho- the man, which is the house of God, right? The man, the house of God. And in, later in my message, I also describe the man as a re- retirement plan of God. That's where it's ending. Do you understand? I would explain to you in the scripture that God, is, God wants to retire in you. Um, I've said broken spirits is, I try to, you know, describe what it is and break it down a little bit. I said it's, it means, you can use the word crush, burst, tear, bring to birth. That's bring to birth. Like you want to give it to a child. You're looking at me. <laughs> so that's broken spirit. It's, it's not that, it's not broken heart. I, I made it very clear that it's not broken hearts last week. Do, do we remember? It's not that your heart is broken. It's not that type of... <laughs> this is a spiritual discussion. So we have to look in, in, into what it really means. And I, I said that is... Then I took it further a little. I said it is tamed. Like when you're tamed, I said when you're trained. Because you can be scared when I use the word tame. So I use the word train so that you help your mind. So that you don't fight me. <laughs> so don't say they want to tame you. They want to tame me. <laughs> okay, they want to train you. Are you okay with that? <laughs> they want to train you. All right, good. Then I also said the word. We're, we're used to the word submission, right? So I used the word reduce to submission, right? Do we remember? And I tried to establish that we're all submitted to God, right? So you're reduced to submission. And I also, you know, went to contrite art in that scripture, and I tried to break it down. I said, it is repentance. Then I tried to explain for that. In case you don't know what repentance is, I said it is the desire for atonement. Now, if atonement is a very big word to you, then I now said, it is the desire to quickly repent when you are corrected. Is that okay? Right? So nobody can come and say, I didn't understand what you said. <laughs> So in case you, are, you hear the word atonement, you're like, oh, which one is atonement? I'm not going to use my blood. <laughs> it's simple as the desire to repent quickly when you are wrong. Sorry, not corrected. When you are wrong. Because sometimes nobody will have to correct you. In fact, many times. Because we have reached the age of, uh, rather, we have not reached it. We are all adults. So it's not every time you correct an adult. You get so. But you have the Holy Ghost on your inside. Beautiful, right? So God is not scared. He's not, um, he's not in, um, he doesn't have any fear of you not getting things right. Because God is on your inside, right? So it's the desire to repent quickly when we are wrong. When you know you are wrong. You can battle it a little bit in your heart. Don't let anybody hear. Because those discussions sometimes are messy. <laughs> I just want that. It's go on within you. You all can relate, right? <laughs> then you go back to back, back to back. Then you say, okay. All right. I give up. <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> Praise God. I'm just making it very simple for you so that everybody can relate, right? It's like that. So we did our last two weeks, and I said the, the old journey is a will. A will that is trained or tame can finally, when I say a will, I mean the heart. Because the heart is the place where the will is, right? So I'm saying the heart right? And I'm saying that this heart that is tamed, that is trained, can be controlled. Right? Can be controlled. When God can finally control you, then you can go ahead and fulfill destiny. When God can control you, then you can go ahead and fulfill destiny. If God has not been permitted to control you, you will fulfill your own destiny. 
if you're not giving him allowance and permission, you fulfill your own destiny. That's you write your own script, do your own thing, however you feel, and then you fulfill your destiny. Right? So, the scripture will say that another will lead you. Since another will lead you. You talk about when I was a child, right? I went wherever I want to go. I, I wanted to go, and then it now said that, but now another will lead you, right? We're all familiar with that scripture. It says, another will lead you. Another, that time when you were a child, oh, 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 it's gone. That time when you were a child, that's when you first gave your life to Christ. And then you were, it was loving on you and, you know, things were just going like that. Then he's just trying to woo you over. <laughs> woo you over over time. Then another will lead you. It's, it's like trying to make you comfortable, right? Trying to make you comfortable. <laughs> you know the story, the picture that came to my heart was when you're dating a guy and... You know, the guy is calling you today. Hello, how are you? How are you doing? See, when you are dating, don't be deceived. How are you doing? How are you? I'm fine. Are we eating today? When you get married, he may, he, may, he may not ask you whether you have eaten today. So, another will lead you when you get there. <laughs> he may not ask you. And don't be angry. He did not call me all day. You have gone to work since morning. And then you did not call me all day. Didn't you miss me? Wait. That was when you were a child. I used to tell young ladies now, quickly take hearts. I don't know why you are being a child. Another will lead you. And well, the husband too, another will lead him. But that one is not your concern. Huh? Focus on your own concern. That was when you were a child. When you were dating. <laughs> you said different things. <laughs> I didn't want this. Can you? Ha- Don't let's go there. <laughs> he said, "Don't worry. When am I? I remember from sure. I'm going to mention your name. <laughs> so I was telling him that hey, when Sophia wakes up in the morning, that he's going to be giving her breakfast in the morning. <laughs> Hi, Sophia. <laughs> She's not here. I looked at him. I said, oh, my God. I said, oh, Funshan, my darling. No, it's not, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, you can, you can desire to do it, which is very fantastic. And you can also try, try to do it. But you're not going to have the time. And many a times you will forget. <laughs> Another will lead you. <laughs> Praise God. That was when you were a child. You were daydreaming. <laughs> okay. Let me not spoil this message. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, I, I wrote here, processes of a new heart. I, I, I don't even know if it's complete, but this is the only thing I have. And, you know, Pisa said a whole lot yesterday. I, I, I'm still, you know, trying to soak it in and take it in. And I, and, you know, I, I asked him yesterday when I go, was it when I got on work? You know, I said, excuse me, did you look into my diary, my notes? <laughs> he said, no. I said, if I told you everything I wanted to go and see this, I would have said, you just copied exactly. <laughs> and I said, ah, ah, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. I was pressing break. I said, no, don't sit down one. Don't sit down one. <laughs> don't sit down one. Let me say to this. I can shine, no. <laughs> You know, the funny thing, I was super blessed. I was immensely, as in, it was, it was really deep for me. I was super blessed. I don't know. I was so blessed. I was so blessed. And God is just beautiful. When he now got to the pattern, he said, God told you one thing. When he wanted to wake up, I said, ha, okay, that would be different. And then I listened and I said, ha, why is he checking my note? Oh, <laughs> it was so funny. 
I was not like, God, why are you telling two of us the same thing? You should have just done those two differences then. <laughs> but, well, it's second service, right? Good. So we're repeating the message. <laughs> Praise God. So this is, I'm going to give in like about five or six. Let me check. Yeah, six. So let's start with perfect submission. That's the processes of a new art. You know when you first give your life to Christ, when you go born again and... What you were given then is a new spirit, right? A new spirit. But then we're on the journey. We're on the journey of having a new heart. We're on the journey of having a new heart. That's one, when you give your life to Christ, they didn't give you a new heart. Tell yourself, say they didn't give me a new heart. Yeah, they didn't give you. It was not given. Your spirit came alive. But they gave you a new spirit so that you can have a new heart. Do you understand? Yeah. So, we're on the journey of having a new heart. All of us, right? Plus myself, having a new heart. So one of the processes, one of the ways... One of the things you you discover, because you would have been discovering it if you are working with God. So what I'll be saying to you this morning may not be new. may just be part of the things you're, you're also experiencing, right? One of it is perfect submission. Jesus is the man who was perfectly submitted to the Father. He will say, whatsoever I see my Father do, that I do also, right? Whatsoever I see my father do, that I do also. Jesus was perfectly submitted. Is our example. Perfect submission. Then he will come and say, I can do nothing of myself. I ask myself, how many things have you done of yourself? (laughs) I can do nothing of myself. Nothing of myself. So the question is, Jesus, don't you have power? I thought they say you are God. Remember, ye are God. I thought, I thought Jesus, I thought they said you are God. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? You're getting me confused. What do you mean by I can do nothing of myself? I just read the scripture in my mind. I can do not, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I what? I judge. As I hear. You know, Pisa used to say that we should not be saying, just be talking. Have you heard? Just be talking. Have you heard? Pisa says that all the time. And you know, I usually use it to check myself. Have you heard? Because as you have known, let's focus. So, my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will. I see purification there. But the will of the Father who sent me. Do you know somebody sent you? Do you know? I am knowing. Do you know somebody sent? Liar, do you know you were sent? Timmy, do you know somebody sent you? Do you know somebody sent you? I remember a time when I would just wear anything I like. When we were in school. I used to wear this stand top. Who knows stand top? And in Lagos, it was part of the fashion. So, Pizza would come and meet me then and say, Why are you wearing male singlets? I said, ah. In my mind, I was just like, this man does not know fashion. I'm from Lagos. <laughs> I don't know where you're from. In Lagos, it's fashion. You wear tan top. Tan top is top. You should wear tan top. So I justified it. I said it's top. And I said, okay, if it's not male singlets, why is your bra strap showing like this? Because that's how, if you know tan top, that's, that's how it is. I said, this man is toasting me now. I thought when you're toasting somebody, you don't just be talking. 
are you my father? <laughs> In my mind, that's all I used to say. Let's just stay at toasting. She didn't say you love me. Did you see the tantrum before you came to ask me out? <laughs> I know I'll have those arguments in my mind, but I didn't know I was saint. I didn't know. If I was wearing tantrum, are you going to listen to me? Because many of you don't know you are saints. Many. It's until you get married before you begin to dress well. Do you have to wait to that time? You don't know you are saints. You don't know as a teenager you are saints. You don't know. You just wear what you like. This is another will lead you. You don't know you are saints. You want to do your hair the way you like. You don't know you are saints. Did you hear it? It has come to a terrain. See, one of the things I perceived the Lord was doing yesterday and doing for many months now is separation. God is calling out his own and separating. I've, I've really prayed. I prayed that God will bring everyone in in this house. I so prayed. And I still believe. But unfortunately, I don't know if that will happen. Because there's separation going on. Some people will just do as if they did not hear and they will continue their lives that same way. This message has been going on for months now. I don't know if you realize it. There's a separation going on. There's, there's something going on. But you don't know. You need to know it. Don't just come to church. Know what is happening. Know what the Lord is doing. Separation. Many people are going through heart change. A change of hearts. They are impacting you with new hearts. New experiences. That's what is going on. And it's going to be like that for a while. Many are going through conviction. Many are going through repentance. Many are going through continuation. And they want to go deeper. Do you know your sense? So I can of myself do nothing. I can of myself do nothing. These days, I, I, I didn't realize that I was going to be able to let my... My, way, my outlook to another person. Please, I would say, wear this weather. I say, I don't feel like wearing that. <laughs> That's not what I feel like. But I don't even care anymore. I should wear that. That's okay. Even if I look ugly in my mind, I wear it. <laughs> because I, I don't know. That's just a natural example to help you to know that you, you can of yourself do nothing. Somebody has to lead you. And only Jesus has a perfect submission. Is our example. No wonder I was going about without a place to sleep. No wonder I was up and doing. Because it wasn't his life anymore. Somebody was in charge. Then I said, number two, complete dependence. It's like close to the other one, right? But it's different. Complete dependence. Complete dependence. Sometimes when I look into my life, I see everything I have, I didn't get it by myself. All that I have came from him. Do you have that story too? Do you have that story? Let him give you everything you have. Let God give you everything you have. Allow God to give you everything you will have. Complete dependence, right? God is looking for waiters. Waiters, people that can wait. There are two things under this waiter for me. And one of the things God is already, you know calling me to adjust on personally. Waiter, sometimes you don't even know how to respond. You know, please I always say that thing. My husband can be slow. I mean, I've said it before, but I will explain what I mean. He, he can just be slow, like, when you, <laughs> one of the fights we still have is he doesn't reply my chat. Does he do that to you too? Okay, sorry. So, <laughs> you send a message and three days later you reply. <laughs> so, you know, I found out that the man has just perfected waiting. And I read in a book, I was looking through a leadership book, and I saw that that was how the men of old used to behave. 
now that there's internet, there's everything, you can almost reach me now, now. If Abike wants to tell me something, she can just type it and I see it on my chat, right? And then she's waiting on me for response. But that internet was not then, then. So they had time to process their thoughts. So their answers were usually most likely accurate. But now you just reply. After you reply, then you realize, oh, I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Did you even wait for God to inspire you to respond? God is looking forward to train waiters. He even told, I don't know where exactly, but it just came to mind now. He told, he said, when you get before, when you, when you are asked, when you get before, I, I think it was before the governor or something, I don't know. Then he said, I will, I will tell you what to say. He said, I will put words right I don't know if you have that. He said, I will tell you what to say. Yeah, I will give you a mouth and a wisdom. Do you allow God to give you a mouth and a wisdom? Do you speak to your friends inspired by the Spirit? Do you just respond? Do you just respond to your messages, respond to your mail, and you don't, you are not inspired? You don't know how to wait on your anger or your irritation. When you're irritated, you don't know how to wait. People don't wait anymore. They just bust out. And they say, I have to say what I have to say. You're not under control. That's that control. People, God is looking for waiters, waiters. Because if I said waiters and I didn't explain, you would think I'm saying wait on the Lord in prayer. <laughs> what you're waiting on the Lord in prayer is supposed to bird is this one. Is the ability to withhold. Ability to wait, to stay. Ability to think. Ability to ruminate. Ability not to do just as you feel. Then this, you know, in that book, and they said, those, the older men would then process their thoughts and get an accurate response. Many a times they don't make mistake. God help me not to make mistake. Be a waiter. You avoid mistake. God still gives instructions. God still gives instructions. He gives his instructions. God still inspires people. God still gives people husband. He still gives people wives. God still gives people jobs. God can tell you, go and intern for a while. God still instructs. It's not as, it's not as you feel. I, 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 I like making shoes. No, it's not like as, as you feel. It's as you are inspired. So many a times we wait. We are not of those ones that don't wait. We are not like them. We are not like the ones in the world. Please, let's quickly check First Peter. I think it's First Peter. I look. I, I just stumbled on it as I was about sleeping last night. I was closing my eyes. I just stumbled on First Peter four. It says, "Therefore, I'm reading amplified. Since Christ suffered in the flesh and died for us, arm yourselves like warriors." With the same purpose, being willing to suffer for doing what is right and pleasing God. Because whoever has suffered in the flesh, being like-minded with Christ, is done with intentional sin. Having stopped pleasing the world. Having stopped what? Pleasing the world. That's amplified. So that he can no longer spend the rest of his natural life living for human appetites. I say, wow. It was not in my notes. That means God wanted me to say something. I said, wow. So there's human appetites. Then he said, desires. I was like, oh, wow. So, so yeah, when you came to the world, you had your appetites. You had your desires. <laughs> but he says, no longer. No longer spend the rest of his natural life. Did he say, did you get it? No longer, you were doing it before, but no longer spend the, the rest of his natural life living for human appetites. That you have your, God actually acknowledged that you have your appetites. He acknowledged that you have your desire, but he says no longer. But lives for what? The will and the purpose of God. So no longer, but they didn't leave it like that. They now say life. Now you now live 
for the we, right? And the purpose of God. Then he says, for the time already has passed. Sky, can you tell yourself, time has passed. For the time has, the time already passed in more than enough. <laughs> more than enough. <laughs> for doing what the unsaved Gentiles like to do. <laughs> Very powerful scripture, right? Time has passed. Scripture says time. Did I say it? Scripture says time has passed. For, for doing what the Gentiles like to do. Living on, on, unrestrained. Did you see that word? That word again. Living unrestrained as you have done in the course of shameless sensuality, lust, drunkenness, carousal. If you like, say, I don't date, I don't drink, I don't carousel, I don't kinikon. Don't worry. They already said it. That Gentile. Were you not a Gentile? Are you not a Gentile? The things you used to do. They say time has passed. Because many a time when you read that scripture, when they begin to mention adultery, fornication, then you say, oh, no, I don't do that. Don't. It's not like that. It's not in your language. You, you do it. <laughs> you just don't know how you do it. Yeah, you participate. That's the truth. So when you're reading, don't say, no, I don't do this one. I, I don't, I don't, don't, no, don't do that, don't do that. It's a scripture. But you're being washed, right? You're being washed. Praise God. Then they, they, they said, then in, in four, it said, in connection with all this, they, the unbelievers, are resentful and surprised that you do not. In case you have those friends, they said they are, so, the scripture, ah, Scripture is complete. It says the unbelievers are resentful, resentful, and surprised. Like they are shocked that you do not think like them. You do not value their values and run hand in hand with them into the same excesses. Can't say God knows your life more than you. Is even aware about your unbeliever friends. See, they are, they are surprised. You are not like them. You live under instruction. Don't forget, another will lead you. And see, stop putting your hand in your unbeliever friend's face and saying, you don't know, another is leading me. Don't be local. Don't do that. You're supposed to be praying for them, for them to be saved. That's all. And the Bible says, oh, no man, nothing but love. That's all. You need to love them too and pray for them. But don't put your hand. They, they cannot know another is leading you. They don't know. No idea. Don't say they don't know. Why are you saying that? They don't know. How do you expect them to know? Their spirit is not alive. Don't judge your friends. Just pray for them. Have you spent hours in prayer for their souls to be saved? Is, is, is your work to be judging them? No. That's if you have one, sure. Unbeliever friend. Alright. I wrote here, obedience is our praise worship. Let me explain it. If, if they say time for praise and worship, praise and worship, your obedience is your praise and your worship. It is under complete dependence. Just know when you say yes to the Lord and you obey God, you are praising him. You know that song, my praise is every day, eh, eh, every day. It's obedience. Your obedience is your praise. Is your praise every day. Aha, I got you. Is your praise every day? I mean, it is Thanksgiving time. Yeah, let's dance to the Lord. Your praise is every day. But if it's every day, your obedience is what? All right, good. Your obedience is your praise and your worship to the Lord. So, the day you don't follow God or you don't follow the Spirit, just know you do not praise God. 
And many a times, you know, it doesn't have to be convenient. Obedience doesn't have to be convenient. If you are inspired by your spirit to go visit a friend, and then you remember the road is bad. What did the Lord give you the car for? Did the Lord not remember you are in Nigeria? You think the father forgot that you are in Nigeria? You think that he didn't remember that you are not in Canada? <laughs> you think he didn't know the road to Alagbole is terrible? He, he, no, 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 wait, wait, let's talk, oh, honestly. You, you think he didn't know the road to Ikorodu is terrible? terrible. Oh, you, God forgot. <laughs> he forgot. But he inspired you. Then he, he forgot. But then you say, I, I, I'm just tired and I'm stressed. God forgot you are stressed. Obedience is not necessarily convenient. Many are convenient, but not everything is convenient. Not everything is convenient. I remember one of my instructors gave an example in school and he was saying that he was going to go and preach somewhere. And then, I think in Ibadan or something. Then, then the gate was locked when he was going to leave the house. It was a long story, so I'll just shorten it. It was not convenient. The only thing we could do, because if, because, because, listen to me, he felt the Lord would have him go and minister there. But when he woke up, all the gates were shut down. For some funny reasons, which I'm, go- I'm going to save you the detail, the gates were not opened. But when he checked again, the, he felt the Lord. That's that Lord. He felt that the Lord would have him go and minister. Then he knew that there was an hindrance. You know what he did? He jumped the fence. Yeah, he did. That's the minister of the gospel. But you, you say, Lord, can't you see that the gate was locked? I cannot go anywhere. It's just clear. I know that the Lord is speaking to me that this place I'm going to go and minister is not it. You, it's your emotion that tells you what you should do. Did you check your spirit? Did you check with the Lord? Did you check whether he will have you still go? It's a sending. It's a sending. It doesn't have to be convenient. It's not every time flight. If the flight is not available, you will go. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has gone quiet on me. It's not fair. It's not me now. It's the Lord. <laughs> it's not me. It's me that sent you. It's the Lord now. It doesn't have to say, he says, this is your friend. I, I still want you to hold on to this, your friend. But you're saying, Lord, this is my friend. This is my friend. We don't just, we don't gel. It doesn't go. He's not my kind of person. But when you checked, because we know, when you checked, you realized that God will have you to be that person's friend. But you're saying, "Mm, we don't go. You understand? But when you check, then you go. You don't go by your convenience. You don't go by how you feel. Do you understand? That's how it works. Some will be convenient. It will just be your tough. It will just be something you're wired for. Not everything will be your convenience. Don't forget it, please. That is complete dependence, right? Then willingness. Anything that God will ask me to do, I'll do. Anything, willingness, anything God will have me do. Anything that God, listen to my words. Anything God will have me do. And everything. Without resistance. Or resentment. Anything. Everything. Resistance. Resentment. Let's check Philippians 4. 12. Okay, this is 12, 13 years. 
I know how to abase. Okay, sorry. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry. Both to abound and to suffer need. That's to be wealthy and to be without it. Say, I can. I can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? I can do what? You know, we say that when we want to... I've forgotten. (laughs) We just say, we know when we say it. (laughs) Different scenarios. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? You can. When the Lord asks you to do something, say, I can. Who strengthens you? Uh (laughs) Aha. I usually tell myself, I remember we were going to get a house somewhere. And then when I got to the place, an apartment, I said, huh. I can't live here. You know, I've come to a place in my life where this is not befitting. Nah, it's not, uh, it's not it. There's another house. My husband looked at me and, you know, funny, you know, before we even started dating, when he pastored me in school and sometimes God speaks through him to me. I know. He walks. I know when God is speaking through him to me. It was that exact same kind of thing. I know it. When I see it, I know know it's not him speaking. I don't know if you get what I'm saying, but I know what I'm saying. I know it's not him speaking. I know it's the Lord speaking through him to me. So he said in that moment, he said, Madam, you can live anywhere. I said, wow. He said, you're a missionary. I said, oh, I forgot. For a moment, I forgot. I can live anywhere. I told myself, yeah. Immediately, it was like an impartation. Because God was speaking. Oh, I'm going back upstairs. <laughs> All right. I thought I said, oh, that's a, it was like an impact. Immediately, the thing entered into my soul. It was a transaction. I knew it. And then it starts away. Immediately, I could live anywhere. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let God impact you. you cannot live there. Who, who are you? Don't forget, you were sent. You cannot walk there. They sent you to, to an office. I can't walk there. That are not decent. The office space is not nice. The AC doesn't function well. Were you not sent? Did you forget that you're a soldier? Lalu was just telling me how he went to, you know, um, do tutorial for a boy for a while. He would travel from, is Korodu to, where's that place again? was very far. It was not convenient. He did that for many years. I mean, some years, right? And in there, as he was talking, I knew he could do all things through Christ. This one is different. Though. This one is doing. He can do it through Christ who strengthens him. Eventually, that strength that was given to him was profiting. He profited. He gave me the testimony of the prophets. I will not tell you because you can go and be doing all things because of profit. No, it's not like that. It doesn't work that way. He did it because he did not think of the journey of going to Guan, teach that boy, just a little boy. Who believes in a little boy? Do you still believe in a little girl? He was just going to go and teach that boy, tutorial. And he did that. He did that for, for a long time. Because what? He was inspired. And then he did it. I can. Tell yourself I can. You can do all, th- all things through Christ. Once it's an inspiration, you can. When the Lord inspires you, he comes with his strength. So you can. You can. Say, I can. Then he says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I didn't know. I thought it was... I, did, I realized it was Nehemiah that said it, and Ezra was con, con. So they were reading the book of the law. It was in Ezra, sorry, Nehemiah eight, 
9 and 10, they were reading the book of the law to them, and they reminded them of the law. And at that point, when they were reminding them of the law, the people were like, oh, wow, we're falling short. We've come short. We've come short. Oh, wow. And they started weeping. Scripture says they were weeping. And as they were weeping, Nehemiah said to them, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Don't weep. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Any, anytime you see yourself falling short, say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Now, is the joy of the Lord, the love of God is your strength. Do you know why you are able to do these things? God loves you. It's his joy. He admires you. He's fond of you. You give him joy. So the joy of the Lord is your strength. He said, do not weep anymore. Then he said, they should go and eat. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Be encouraged this morning. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy, if the Father loves you, before you did anything, it was not about your, your, it was not, not about what you did. It was first the love of God. It was first that the Lord, the Lord loves you. Before then, he would tell you to do this and that. So the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your enablement. It's not your joy. That joy doesn't come from you. The joy doesn't emanate from you. It is not your joy. It doesn't come from you. Your joy cannot be your strength. The joy of the Lord will be your strength. Your joy is not strong enough. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The fact that the Lord loves me and is deeply in love with me is my strength. Is my ability. Is my capacity. The joy of the Lord is our capacity. It's not your spirituality. Now, nah. it's first is love. The love of God then will strengthen you. You can take from his love. You can take from his love, his joy. You can, you can draw it out. Then you can have joy. You can actually obey God in a pleasant way. You can be smiling and doing what the Lord will have you do. You can actually do it. It works. <clears throat> the fourth one is prayer. Prayer and Bible study. What are we talking about? The processes. Prayer. Prayer is one way. You know, we, we, Paul says, I pray in tongues more than you all. <laughs> Paul, I pray in tongues more what? More than you all. And I'm asking myself, what do you mean? I pray in tongues more than you You know that guy, when the Lord appointed him, then he said that. I will show him the things he will suffer for my sake. I went to go and study this. I'll show you the things you will suffer for my sake. Let me tell you, Paul will pray in tongues more than you all. It's because, <laughs> oh my God, the guy needed it. It was his, what do you call that thing? It's like when you're going for war, what you carry, right? What is armor? He was not going to fulfill destiny without it. Without praying in tongues, she can't fulfill destiny. Hey, hey. Hey, they say speak in tongues, praying the Holy Ghost. You are not, um, uh, and you want to fulfill destiny. And you say you have a calling. Ah, Paul says, I pray in tongues more than ye all. You don't understand. He calculated everybody together, packed everybody, and brought out all your tongues. Packed all your tongues together. He said, my tongues is more than it. I'm asking, ah, do you pray in tongues inside your sleep and your dreams too? I pray in tongues more than ye all. Confidently, I mean, he did not lie, right? He can't lie. I said, ah, Paul, these tongues are going to pray together. He, he understood his assignments. And he knew there's no way he would be able to survive. Paul went to prison. He was flogged. At some point, Paul was killed. Do you think you, okay, do you think he was going to get up? Do you think people get up like that and go into the same city? Do you think natural men do that? Do you think so? Do you think natural men say,
say yes to the Lord. What power did he was praying in tongues? He had prayed his life out. Laulu. He had prayed from his belly his life out. He had been praying in tongues. He was praying the life out. It was engineered by the Spirit. When he rose up from that place, it was engineered by the Spirit. It was engineered. Then the strength to go back to that same city without offense, it was engineered by the Spirit. Then Paul says he prays in tongues more than you all. And you're going to see the same Paul in heaven. Go and check the cloud of witness. Go and check what they did. See, some received their dead back to life. Some of them caused fire. So, he said, pray in tongues. That's where your life is. It's in the belly. Then you pray it out. You pray it out. Then allow God to do his job. Right? Bisala, pray in tongues. Allow God to do the rest. Pray your life out. There will be a flow. Don't worry, you will glide through it. If you have a calling, you will glide through it. Things will just be happening on their own accord. Then Paul will sleep and the Lord will show him. Then you will stand before Caesar. How do you think that will happen? How did Paul know that the sheep will be lost, but lives will not be lost? How do you think he knew it? By the natural mind? By sudden thinking or awareness? No, he knew it by the spirit. That guy, the spirit was alive. Paul's spirit was alive. The, the engine did not die. The powerhouse was alive. That's the powerhouse. The power that powers your life is in your belly. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. A day is not enough. I used to tell people during daily prayers, that one hour is not enough. And all of them realized it. Because many a times when we finish praying after an hour, then there's still hunger. Pray in tongues. Let your life come out of your belly. You don't need to see it. You don't need to know it. Your own is prayed out. And study the word. So that your spirit is... Oh, what's that word? The, the word guides your spirit. The word will guide your spirit. That's when you begin to pray in tongues, you enter realms. But the word of God will guide your spirit. It will guide your spirit. You will not make mistake. The word of God is your guidance. Yes. Because when you begin to pray in the spirit, spirits will begin to appear to you. You begin to enter realms. But the word of God will guide you. Yeah. The scripture will guide you. You will not make mistake. When you're about to step into a wrong terrain, they will check you. The word will check you. The Holy Ghost reminds you. Do you remember this word? Do you remember that word? But if you don't study your scripture, you will fall into error. If you don't study your Bible, if you pray in tongues one hour, study your Bible one hour. That's the only way. It goes hand in hand. It's word and spirit. You can't be doing spirit and not do word. You can't be a prayer warrior and not study your Bible. The word is your guidance. The word will restrain you. And who control your spirit. Then you have a fine spirit. A spirit that is alive or fine. It will be fine spirit. Guided. Guided. Under check. Under control. Don't forget God has an agenda. I told you. This whole thing is about an agenda. An agenda. The agenda is destiny, right? The agenda is destiny. The agenda is destiny. About prayer, study First Corinthians 14. Go through it. If you, if you, if you say you're an intercessor, because uh, left, left to me, everybody's an intercessor. A child of God should pray. So, but if you say you are one, then if you recognize yourself and say, I am an intercessor, then go and study First Corinthians 14. Go and read through it. You understand what prayer is. Paul was talking about prayer. Then I said it was an agenda, right? An agenda. So the idea is to take you to destiny. If you don't follow the spirit, the leading of the spirit, you don't know what God wants to do. Imagine God says I should go and work in this office. But then when I get to the office, he has actually ordained for me to rescue somebody. But I did not go to that office. He has actually ordained the salvation of somebody for that day. But I did not go to the office. Can you see some? It is delicate. 
if you, if you knew the plan, you will obey God. If you knew the plan, you will obey God. I found out it's because you don't know. If you knew what is at stake, you will obey God. If he says that, go and be this person's friend, or go and visit, or go and, there are many kind of instructions. Whatever he tells you, there's actually an agenda. It's not flimsy. There's an agenda. So, just do it. Rely on God. Trust him. Stop asking him why. Stop saying, God, why? So, stop that. Stop saying, why? He, he won't tell you. Stop asking God, why? Stop saying, why? Just do it. When you find out the reason, eventually, you'll be glad you went without asking why. Stop asking why. Just follow the, the leading. It's usually beautiful. He's God. So trust him. That leading is beautiful. It's a beautiful leading. If you see the lives, the, the plans, the things attached to you, when he says give your money, you don't know what is at stake. When he says give your money, give your food, give, give your place, you don't know what is at stake. When you know it, it's usually beautiful at the end of the day. When you find out, you say, wow, this is what you were doing, God. Thank you for allowing me to participate. Thank you. Then you, it will lead you to gratitude. Gratitude. I was praying on this Friday or Thursday. I said, thank you for allowing us to participate. For allowing us to be enlisted. I'm an enlisted army. These kind of things will lead you to gratitude. Thank you. Gratitude. I was grateful. I was just open up. I, my spirit open up. So that the fact that I am part of God's army. Do you know what that means? To be part of God's army. Do you know that when you see Jesus in heaven, that brother that you got saved, God will thank you for it. Heaven will thank you for it. Do you understand what it means? That life that you change, that you transform. That child that you sent to school. Do you know it's part of his agenda? Do you understand that you're participating? Do you know you are an enlisted army? Do you know you are one of them? Do you know you are enlisted? Do you know you are one of them? You are enlisted. You are part of the plan. You're supposed to help them. Yeah, they're going to walk through you. The idea, I told you, the idea is to retire in you. So God wants to do something on earth, Toyosi. But he wants to stay inside Toyosi and do things. God cannot come. His spirit. Don't forget. God is spirit. God is spirit. God is spirit. Let that rest. God is spirit. So Jones is coming inside Jones. God is coming inside you. Then he will lead you to perform what he is supposed to do. God wants to do things on earth. He wants to heal that person. But can you have faith? Can you lay your hands on the sick? Can you lay your hands? Can you give that money? Because he will take care of you. He will, can you give that money? Can you give your all? He will take care of you. God will take care of you. Don't be afraid. You are participating. It's an agenda. It's a total. Don't, if he says give your car, don't, don't say I just bought it. Don't do that, please. It's car, it's car. Go and buy you another one. Give it. You are participating. Do you know what that car will do for somebody? Do you know the sucker is to give to somebody? Do you know what it will do? You are holding on to it like, what is it? What is it? The first place, what is it? What is the car? What is the house? You are enlisted. Say, I'm enlisted. Yeah. When it says forgive, let it go. Do you know what you're doing? Do you even know the person that offended you did not even know it? Did not even realize it? Do you know you are, you are bringing out love? God's love. When he says forgive, do you know you are bringing out God's love to reach that person? Do you know what for your forgiveness will do? Can you see the realms of the spirit? People that go on this lane are the only people who have divine protection. Only people that do God's agenda have divine protection. Paul had divine protection. Jesus had divine protection. Nancy Cohen had divine protection. They cannot kill you when you're not supposed to die. Yes. When the Lord is controlling you and leading you, you can't die. You cannot die. They can't kill you. If you have ten dreams that you are dead, once you're in the will of God, stay in the will. They can't kill you. You cannot die. They will only try. Yes, they will try. They will try. You don't forget. They will try. They will try, but they can't kill you. Praise God. Father, we bless you. Thank you, Almighty God. Thank you, Jesus. You can respond to God.